Hi guys, welcome back to the At The Bar podcast. My name is Alex Parkinson and I am back again with my co-host Harry Morris. Harry, what are we talking about today? Right, so today we're going to look at the topic of goals and goal setting. Cool man. Just a few notes before we start. Um, if you have a question you would like reading out on the show uh, or a topic that you'd like us to discuss, you can email us anytime to theatbpodcast at gmail.com and just put the word topic in the subject line. Alternatively, give us a follow on Instagram at atbpod and you can message us through there. Mm-hmm. So today's pretty exciting uh, because we've had our first listener question. Yep, first one through. Yeah, so all I'm going to do is I'm going to read it out and then me and Harry are going to discuss what we think. So I'm going to read it sort of verbatim um, and uh, yeah, we'll see where we go. So, hey guys, been a listener since pod one, enjoying the show and the evolution as you find your feet. Thank you very much. Thank you. Just a question really for your opinion and guidance in the best way to set goals within fitness. As personal trainers, I'm sure when you sit down with a new client, you discuss what the overall goal is, i.e. lose weight, improve strength learn a specific movement. Do you find that smaller, more achievable goals are better or bigger, broader targets that will take longer are more effective Uh, or a mixture of both? For example, in January, instead of doing New Year's resolutions, I sat down and drew up a list of uh, New Year goals. These range from smaller goals goals like linking pull-ups together to bigger goals that will probably take most of the year. For example, doing a a bar muscle-up to goals uh, that you're going to have to chip away at throughout the year. Complete 12 hero workouts in the year. Hero workouts, just for those that don't know, is a reference to CrossFit. Um, also, nutrition and weight goals like lose one stone and maintain that weight. Personally, I have found it difficult to work on the larger goals as they seem so far away. I kind of think I have time later in the year to work on those and just pick off the smaller, easier goals. Uh, this means my motivation slips and the Uh, slips on the larger goals i also understand that the weight goal is kind of a double-edged sword as i may be getting fitter and stronger uh, but not moving the needle on the scales this is why i've stopped stepping on the scales and go on body shape instead just interested in your thoughts on goal setting and i guess in turn motivation for achieving goals richard that's uh, one of our listeners from uh, actually comes from my crossfit gym uh, richard haynes so harry i think you've got some good thoughts on this so I'll let you lead us off yeah so first of all um, in the specific case of Richard um, I like to hear that he's come away from the scales Um, that's really good as we know the scales can be deceptive um, in terms of what we're weighing our our bodies are made up of water glycogen that kind of thing and it will affect the scale weight so I'm glad that you've stepped away from that it's also really really cool that you've set out some performance goals Um. I had I heard something recently um, about training and lifestyle and nutrition in general, which to be fair, I was going to mention to you, Alex. I thought it was really interesting. Um, I wouldn't mind your thoughts on this. So yeah. I heard um, if you act like a dieter versus acting like an athlete, which one will set you up better? So I think the the logic behind it is if you act and train and eat like an athlete, um, you know, you're going to train hard, you're going to, you're going to eat well, and you'll be in like a building more of a progressive, positive mindset. But if you train like a dieter, like you'll, you'll be thinking about trying to lose, burn, um, as regards eating, you'll be trying to 
watching what you shouldn't eat rather than what you should. Um, just the, the contrast in mindset. So it's really nice that you've got performance goals because they'll push you forward rather than trying to think about pulling back. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And I think as well, like, you know, going back to one of our earlier episodes of the show, we talked a little bit about the language around uh, specifically nutrition it was in that show. Yes. And I think that's so important, the language that you use when you're approaching potentially what are going to be big lifestyle changes for someone we you want to have fun whilst you do this like this if this is a chore if you resent going to the gym if you resent having to eat the food that you're eating to achieve your goal why are you doing it because there is that element of you know short-term pain for long-term gain yeah but what if you could have both yeah it's true. So it's a it's a nice approach from from you, Richard. Um, nice to hear that you're being ambitious and setting yourself these sorts of targets. So uh, to break it down, what one thought that I thought I'd I'd raise about goal setting, um, what to set um, in a consultation when I get somebody come to me, and uh, generally what I what I'll get um, using an example is I'd like to lose weight, um, and that's all well and good. That's a good starting point. But what I always try to get at through my consultations is the why. I think you can have kind of a buy-in, but then you've also got, so that's to lose weight, but then you've also got your emotional buy-in. So how will losing that weight make you feel? How would you feel if you don't lose the weight? Um, How do you feel now? What's going to change in your life if you get to that point? You know, will you be more confident? Will you feel a little bit better about yourself? And really trying to get down to the why. Um, Having like just the a performance goal I'd like to um, what was the example get a, a ring a bar muscle up bar straight, muscle up yeah straight bar muscle up that's awesome but why do you want to do that what's going to make you get on the bar and try and and try and get yourself up over it like every single time you might have a session but what's going to bring you back every week to get you there do you want to feel um, more confident do you want to overcome a challenge do you want to f- um, push you, push yourself see what it feels like to kind of push past your comfort zone those are more emotional related as opposed to just the act of getting a bar muscle up. Mm. Um, Alex, what are your thoughts on sort of emotional buy-ins to your goal? <clears throat> um, well, I think they are the going to be the difference between you staying on track and not mm. uh, ultimately. I think what is going to happen is basically you're going to reach a point where you're going to be tested in terms of your commitment to the cause. And if your emotional buy-in or your goal is to almost like uh, statistical in terms of yeah. I want to lose X amount of weight. That's not really a good motivator to keep coming, is it? No. Whereas if, if you know that losing that weight is going to mean that when you get married on that on what's going to be a one-off occasion in your life, you're going to look and feel amazing, mm-hmm. that's worth it. Yeah, and it's more, it's more of a, a motivator, in my opinion, when you have that buy-in. So... Um, specifically for Richard and to be fair anybody else out there you need to try and get down to your why Mm. you need to really think about why you want to do this and what's going to push you to get there yeah and to talk about like performance goals it's it part of the reason um, that I do what I do for my training is because if I focus in more on my performance and my abilities you know the aesthetic sort of side of things the body composition you know lowering my body fat looking leaner feeling leaner that's going to come accidentally yeah it's like training like an athlete isn't it yeah it's you know, it's incidental yeah like you know and it's 
it's also like you don't you you're not obsessing over everything so much everything to me anyway you know one of the things that you hear people complaining about is that you know someone's got good genetics or that they've got um you know that their life is easy or that they no 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 these people prioritize and find time to make their goals happen right yeah. and yes someone might be genetically gifted in the sense that just by pure genetics their bicep is bigger than yours but you train exactly the same yeah that's that's something that is gonna there there are gonna be those differences in in life but you know if you trained um with the same intensity then you're maximizing your potential yeah yeah again something else i heard earlier in the week um was kind of it was i can't remember where i saw it i think it was on instagram but it was about sort of you know natural talent yeah um, natural talent will only get you so far, but hard work beats natural talent out any day. Um, it was saying to look back and kind of, I think it was Phil Graham. It was Phil Graham. Uh, yeah, I've um, heard that from Ben Bergeron as well. Ben, yeah, so it, it is kind of a common concept out there, but um, the person who works the hardest is always going to finish on top yeah. because natural talent can get you somewhere, but it can't get you everywhere. And yeah. if you can combine the two, that's when you get kind of your greats, um, the elite level performers that we see sorts of pe- people like Usain Bolt whose work ethic, work ethic is crazy but he's also just naturally blessed um so, yeah, yeah that's like the that's like the perfect matchup isn't it between um you know raw ability and good work ethic exactly there's I think there's that thing isn't there about Usain Bolt and he, when he starts a race he's he's one of the like the, the slowest yeah and actually he starts are pretty bad but to rebuild his starts would have affected his finishes. And as we all know, his finish is pretty good. He finishes, yeah, <laughs> way in front. <laughs> he finishes better than most guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it's interesting. Um, and I, think, I really do believe that, you know, if you gave me two people, one who has amazing raw talent and one that's got an incredible work ethic, mm-hmm. you want to work with the person that's got the work ethic. Yeah, absolutely. And it usually comes from them having a pretty clear why there's something that's dragging them to the gym to yeah. work something that's pushing them that little bit harder yeah. than everybody else I think you know we're, we're talking about this from quite a performance based level but for general population people I think you've just got to um, accept that there are going to be limitations on your goals basically so if you like a drink multiple times a week and you're not willing to compromise that then that's going to affect your goals. So like I um, I was talking to another trainer and they were saying, oh, you know, I've got a client and she's going on holiday and she wants to get into single digit body fat. And she's in a, she's in her early 40s and, uh, you know, she likes to, she likes her lifestyle. Let's, yeah. let's phrase it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that to him and he said, no chance. Not only is it very difficult to achieve to those levels much, of yeah. body fat at that age for most people anyway, but if you're not willing to compromise, if you're having, if you're going, if you're drinking twice a week, it ain't happening. Sorry, getting distracted by your cat. <laughs> well, yeah, we've been joined on the we've podcast. Moved, yeah, we've moved. Um, by my cat. Yeah, we moved because we, um, as Alex has explained in previous podcasts, we had some damage to where we usually do this. So we're actually at Alex's house right now. Yeah. Um, but you've got a cat, so. On that <laughs> note, me, side yeah. note, yeah. Uh, let us know if the, uh, the sound quality is any better on this one. Um, so, what I want to talk about in terms of this question, um, Richard, is basically as a trainer, I think it is a mixture of both. You're right. 
basically we start off with quite large broad goals and then we make specific goals within them and even as a personal trainer I'll have goals for my clients that they don't know about yeah that's and it's it's almost like uh within the programming that I'm generating either for our one-to-one sessions or the sessions that they're doing by themselves it's because there's there's broader goals some people someone might come up to me and say okay you know I want to be able to I want to be able to back squat two times body weight. That's quite a big goal for most mm-hmm. people. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. But I assess their squat in our first session. And uh, sorry, the cat is really uh, wanted to speak her mind, doesn't she? Um, yeah, no. So I, I assess their squat in the first session and they've got mobility issues. Maybe they've got ankle mobility issues or hip mobility. Or, so, or maybe they're just really struggling to squat to full depth um, because they've got... Uh, you know instability in the course so we're going to have to introduce other exercises into the program to uh, that's ultimately going to put them in a better position to achieve that that broader goal of reaching the two times body weight back squat um so yeah so that's one thing and then also we want to break down those bigger goals into smaller goals i think um so for example richard you said that you know wanted to achieve a muscle up uh, this year so I'm going to speak about this as if I was speaking to, to someone that hasn't been training for a little bit you know if you looked at someone who's doing calisthenics which is sort of the art yeah. of moving one's body yeah. um, and you thought oh you know I want to be able to do a muscle up for those that don't know what a muscle up is basically you start at full extension hanging off a bar and you end at full extension extended over the bar yeah so it's a pull it's a combination of a pull up and a dip so you pull yourself up on top of the bar and then press yourself Out. on top of the yeah. bar yeah um, so first of all, you've got to be able to do pull-ups. <laughs> yep. If you can't do pull-ups, you're not doing a muscle-up. And once you've done pull-ups, the progression then is to get onto chest-to-bar pull-ups, which is when you're able to uh, pull your chest literally to the bar. Then we've got things like straight bar dips to work on um, the press-out. And yep. then you've got the transition work where you're moving from the pull-up into the bottom of the dip. Yep. And all that work has got to come together. So we would break down that bigger goal of one muscle-up into these smaller goals. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if someone if Anthony comes to me and he says I want to do one muscle up so and he hasn't got one pull up so then the first thing is developing that that pull up so maybe it's being able to do uh, ring rows directly under the rings or um, yeah band assisted band assisted yeah, yeah. so so negatives so in terms of what you're saying Richard about getting demotivated because the goal seems so far away I would start with those broad goals and then break it down so by the end of so if we're starting from january so by the end of march i want to be able to do one strict chester bar by the end of june i want to be able to link five strict chester bar in the meantime i want to have been practicing my transitions maybe i can't do dips to start with so I've got to build up my dip strength, and mm-hmm. we start we start just dipping off a box. Then we work onto uh, parallels, then we work into rings. Yeah. Um, so there's always this transition, and then just to talk about it again in more of a general population sense, in terms of my experience and the kind of people that I work with. Someone comes to me and says, um, "Okay, I've got a holiday coming up." Um, if they come to me now and they said, oh, "I've got a holiday coming up in June, uh, I want to lose X amount of weight," obviously we'd go down the emotional route first of all, which is what yeah, you spoke we'll find about. Find that buy-in find the buy and what's going to keep them on track when things get tough or when they get an offer to go out for a curry or something like that. And then we break and 
we can then break that larger goal of wanting to lose, let's call it two stone, and we'll break that down into weekly or monthly goals. Mm-hmm. We'll, as best as we can, we'll track food. Like as a personal trainer, I do want to look at you as if I'm looking at an athlete. Like I'm not a strength and conditioning coach yet, but I want to I want to try and treat you as professionally as I can. And the more we can dial in lifestyle factors and habits and make little changes regularly that are sustainable and that you enjoy. Yeah. Then you're going to you not only are you going to adhere to it, you're going to smash your goals and you're going to reach that emotional goal which is what you talked about that emotional buy-in. Yep. The reason that you didn't done all this hard work. So I'll use the example, the illustration. Um it's like if you want to cross a river. So let's say the goal um we'll stick with the lose two stone. Um so it's I want to lose two stone. Um and you're on one side of the river and two stones on the other. You could try and jump from one side of the river all the way to the other. Chances are you're going to fall and you know you're going to get yourself wet. You're going to need to go for a little swim to get to the other side. Or you lay down some stepping stones and you slowly, um, if in terms of goals, so your goal is to get to the end, but we're not going to jump from where we are now to where we need to be. We're going we're gonna to put a stepping stone down and the first goal is to get onto that stepping stone. That's a small goal. So applying it to the, uh, the muscle up, that will be your pull up. Yeah. Um, and then next up, your chest bar. Add another stepping stone. And it links nicely to something I studied during my A-levels. Um, about I studied um, A-level PE and one of the f- areas was sports psychology and we looked at drive motivation which basically it, using that stepping stone illustration it's how somebody's motivation increases as they hit small achievable targets so you you might get individuals who they love seeing that progress so it's like oh well this time this week I got into the gym three times like I've never done that before and it'll fire them up to get to the next goal so I've been in the gym three times this week and um I I managed to log all my food this week and then next time like they're fired up even more and it's progressive and their motivation just increases and as they accelerate towards their goal yeah that's really interesting so I got this off uh, Ben Bergeron and um it's something that he, he basically has a chain of gyms and it's something that uh, he implements in his gym and I've just started introducing it to my clients and uh, although we only started it this month, um, we've already had like a huge sort of improvement in, in what I'm about to talk about. So basically what I said was, okay guys, here's a set of uh, rules that I want you to follow. Basically we're going to start a leaderboard, a monthly leaderboard and to get onto that leaderboard, you're going to earn points, okay? And those points are going to be based around uh, what, what, how many times you get into the gym. Um, in fact, here, I'll, I'll even I'll read to you out. Okay, so the leaderboard is going to be called The Committed, and it's a way of keeping each other as a community accountable to your goals. So you get five points for a PT session, uh, attending my boot camp, or attending one of my Train With The Trainer sessions. You get three points for attending a Metcon session, or your own gym session, including classes. You get two points every week. You keep your food diary up to date, and then there's bonus points given out at my discretion. And so far, there are quite a few individuals that have just started going to the gym a lot more. They've started keeping on track of the nutrition a lot more, mm-hmm. and it's really had an impact. Now, I haven't even said that there's a prize at stake here. There isn't. It, the prize is getting onto the leaderboard, and basically... The end result is you need to make 40 points just to get onto the leaderboard. Okay, so for most people, um, 
that means that they're gonna have to pull up their socks a little bit and it's more of a pride thing like you know that 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 is giving that's empowering people by having like an individual goal okay i want to get to 40 points so what do i need to do okay so i've got my four pt sessions that gets me half the way there then i've got to come in at, um, an extra few times a week for myself and then um you know if i work really hard in my pt session maybe i'm gonna get a bonus point yeah and that's awesome because it's measurable so the last little bit of uh, theory i'll touch on because uh, we we're gonna wrap things up soon is actually for goal setting um it probably might be something you've heard of before but it's called the smart targets so smart is an acronym um that is the word yeah an acronym yeah. Uh, broken down so s stands for specific m for measurable a achievable r realistic and t time bound so when someone comes to me and they say i want to lose weight okay that's pretty generic so we're going to break it through that process. So specific, you want to lose weight, where, why? So that'll be where I discover the emotional buy-in. Why do you want to do it? Measurable, yeah. um, how long is that going to take? So for you, that measurable is you're looking at people's progress. They're, they're able to measure themselves against the points that they're earning. So there's, yeah. there's a measure. Otherwise, you're just guessing. Yeah. Um, achievable, so I want to lose two stone in a week. <laughs> Sorry, maybe not achievable. Um <laughs> You know, it needs to be something that you can actually do, which ties in nicely to realistic. So are you going to do this? Um, that's where we'd sort of outline how that can fit in with your lifestyle. So it may be achievable, but is it realistic considering what's going to be needed to achieve that goal? Yeah. And then time bound. So by putting a time limit on it, you've got that motivator. Um, I'd like, you know, I'd like to lose two stone within six months. Okay, awesome. So we've got six months. Let's get you to where you need to be. Yeah. Um, so that's the last little bit of theory I was going to touch on for for goal setting. Hopefully, that's something you can apply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've just got um, s- sort of an, an additional acronym uh, for everyone out there. So this one's called uh, Whoopi. Okay. W H W O P I E. Um, and basically, this is uh, this is sort of breaking it down even more and sort of touching on what Harry was talking about earlier by introducing that emotional element to it. So. The W and the H stand for wishing and hoping. So what do you wish will happen and what do we hope we're going to achieve? Um, what the outcome of, the, of that is going to be. So that's the first O. The second O is what are the obstacles in the way. Um, the P is plan. What are we going to, what's the plan to achieve those the things that we wish and we hope for? Mm-hmm. Um, then we're going to identify the key things within that plan and finally for the e execute the plan get it done yeah um so that's interesting yeah it's uh something that i'd like to talk about a little bit yeah uh i mean on a later date yeah we could go forever on this it's quite a broad topic but i think the takeaway is train like an athlete um you know set yourself these targets uh, of being more and try and have a positive mind frame around what you're trying to achieve have a clear plan um and map that out in terms of smaller goals mm-hmm. to help you achieve a long one. And that, that those are the two take-home points that I got from our discussion. Um, yeah, like I would 100% just say to uh, to Richard in particular as well, like, you, like the thing is, is, so for example, for myself, like I know that there are components of my gymnastic abilities that I need to work on. So I need I need to be able to chip away from them outside of, someone else's programming in a, in a way so 
within the gym that we both attend, there's there's pre-written programming, but that might not cover how to get to your first muscle-up on the days that you go in. So if you want to achieve your your muscle-up, you're going to maybe have to put in some work outside some of that. Extra work, yeah. And that's yeah, fine. Like th- That will happen. Um, cool. But, uh, and, and, you know, you'll be working on other stuff within within those classes so you know you maybe an extra goal that you haven't mentioned is to improve the your, your strength in your squat so that's something that's going to be covered in the class whereas the muscle up transition is maybe something that only will every now and then come up so yeah. you need to be sort of be studious take down notes on what you do for those progressions and mm-hmm. then whenever you've got the chance to practice those progressions but the fact that richard's even setting goals um you know it already, I don't even know him, but it's filled me with confidence because the fact that he's took time to make that list and yeah. he's thought about this stuff, he, he's going to get there. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah. Keep, Look, keep up the good work. You, you know, you will actualize these. Um, it's just that process. And if you think that you're already in March getting demotivated for goals at the end of the year, let's break that down, that goal down, mm-hmm. and bring it closer. A bit closer. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So uh, we'll leave you there. Um, Hopefully that's answered your question, Richard, a little bit, um, at least giving you some things to think about. Um, Just one last thing, guys. Um, Remember, if you want your question answered or discussed on the show, you just need to email us at uh, to the ATB podcast at gmail.com or direct messages through Instagram. You can find us at ATB pod. You can find me at Rise Fitness UK. You can find Harry at HMPT Coaching. Yeah, sweet. Have an awesome week, guys. Keep smashing those goals. Any questions for us that maybe you don't want answering on the pod, but you'd still like to get uh, an opinion on, just give us a direct message to our own pages. We'll be happy to answer your questions. If you see us about the gym, if you're local to the area, come and say hi. We'd love to chat and get to know you guys. Cool. Thank you very much. Have a good weekend. Cheers, Dean. Bye.